Welcome back, everyone, to the Great Awakening Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Longmore, and today we have a very special guest with us, Sarah Stokes. She is a business breakthrough coach and mastermind leader with her company, The Juicy Good Life, where she helps business owners scale to their first or next six figures without all of the shoulds, which I think we can all relate to. She believes when visionary female founders have more joy and when their businesses are thriving, they have the energy to change the world. Now, fun fact, she is an award-winning business strategist. She has scaled three successful businesses to multi-millions. She was a TV anchor for 17 years, married her co-anchor, and they happily left TV to be with their two young kids and build businesses together. Her heart is in philanthropy, and she is most at home when she's in her pajamas or in nature. Girl, you are speaking my language. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for, for this opportunity, Jennifer. I'm so grateful. Well, thank you. You know, it's when, as soon as we started talking, I could tell that you were in media just because of your voice. And <laughs> there, like some people just have a media voice and some people don't, and you definitely have a media voice, which is great. Thanks. Was that always the case for you? Oh, this is a Minnesota girl and I, you're in Canada, right? So yeah. <laughs> Every news director that was looking to hire me is like, can you tone down the Minnesota? Yes. Yes, I can. Turns out I can. But then I ended up working in places like Fargo, North Dakota, and it just got thicker. And then I moved to Missouri and they're like, what planet are you from? So uh, I think it ebbs and flows. It's mm -hmm. environmental, but my kids say, mom, do your commercial voice. And then they're like, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my mom voice. Apparently it sounds, <laughs> it's a practice and I've had a lot of it, but thank you. Yeah. I would imagine, I know from, from the limited media training that I've had, as far as like having a certain presence on camera and things like that, that, um, there's a, for me, I'm actually a pretty soft-spoken person. So to have to project my voice for really, like, I know what it takes to project your voice for even five minutes or like to have to I'll say massage your vocal cords in such a way that when you're speaking, it's coming out in that certain cadence or whatever. So to sustain that for a whole uh, broadcast, right? Like, oof, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Now, when you left there and then you really, really followed your calling, did your voice change? You know, I think it, it probably did, but my second company and actually my first company, I did a lot of on-camera stuff. So it, it followed me, but I think now, I mean, I just don't even, I'm just not that girl anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I think back to my news anchor days and I'm just like, wow, I have grown so much. I can hardly recognize myself. And at the same time, some things remain. So yeah, I feel like I can turn it on when I need to. And, um, the podcast world doesn't scare me. Like it might scare some, but, um, I think my voice has, just become my own, which is uh -huh. so foreign when you come from journalism training where, you know, you are the, the deliverer of the unbiased fact. And now I got out of TV long before it was gnarly. <laughs> and I'm so grateful because there are good people in journalism. Oh, for sure. I'm like, Ooh, I dodged that era. Um, but now I just feel like my voice is my own and it's so freeing and it's just, it's joy. It really is uh -huh. joyful. Yeah. I love that. Well, speaking of, of that, like if you were still on the news, especially mm. in 2020, what, what would have that been like for you? I don't know if I would have made it that long. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a very sensitive, deep feeler, 
And I started when I, I mean, I thought I was compassionate before I had children. My biology, I think really kicked in, um, in 2011 when my son was born because every child became my child and we have to read so much more than the 30 seconds you get, you know, 17 pages of a criminal complaint that details the horrific, whatever, I don't think I could have made it to 2020. And if I did, I don't, I'm just such a different person. I don't think I could have um, delivered the news in an unbiased way. I don't think I would have wanted to be in the studio when my family's at home because you're expected in, in news to live it, breathe it, uh, eat it for breakfast. And I think I would have wanted to be home with my babies because, you know, those early days in 2020, we thought COVID was going to climb through the windows and and get us in our sleep. Like it was so fear-based that I don't think I could have been a part of it. I think my heart would have broken literally Mm -hmm. for good. I just don't think I could have done it. I really Mm -hmm. don't. I'm sure I would have muscled through, but man, I think I would have been a shell of a human to be honest. And so (laughs) I feel bad for my colleagues who are still grinding it out. I have many, many loved friends who are still grinding. And it's like, Oh, I'm just so grateful to be on the other side and free. Mm -hmm. And the storyline didn't really change much for the first year. It was, it was such a predominant, like I would say, and I only know this because my dad loves him some never ending news stations. Right. So I tune it out and, but I can feel the consciousness of it. Right. And, uh, but I can hear enough that I'm like, God, I think in that hour, they must have just talked about that one topic for like 95% of it. And then there's these little things that are like, by the way, the weather's going to do that. Like, but um, yeah, I mean, the fear, the fear mongering and stuff. And uh, that was a great way to describe it about like basically the boogeyman coming into your window and and climbing through and going to get you right. Like that's the feel that, that was out there. Oh, it was, and we can see people still stuck in that energy. Yes. And I'm going we to bumps thinking about it. It's yeah. just like pure fear and that we can't sustain that for so long. No, Mm-mm. we, I, we went to the art gallery in Toronto. I think it was last weekend, whenever it was not that long ago, I would say 50% of the people in the gallery and it was a Saturday. So it was jam packed had masks on. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I get it. I can look at it compassionately and be like, okay, well, I, I can reasonably assume, I don't know, but I can predict that a good chunk of those are so locked into fear because of what we saw through the media, right? That they just, and yet the the incongruence of being at the most non-essential thing in your life by going to an art gallery, not <laughs> sure. saying people shouldn't participate in life, but right. I mean, if you're that afraid, why are you here? If, yeah. if it warrants a mask, then maybe you needed to reevaluate your decisions, right? But yeah. Anyways, um, well, we are going to be talking today about because you've you've had so much business stuff going on, and we were chatting before we started recording about you having a few businesses and and one business that you founded with your husband. You decided to close last year, which was an interesting decision. But what was born <laughs> out of that conversation, and I'll get you to share the backstory in a moment, is um, the the fact that the way that we're doing business, the way, cause you were running a marketing agency, the way that we're doing business, the way that we're marketing, just so much of what's happening in the business landscape right now 
is changing so much. And there's so much, some of that stuff is just so old and incongruent that you were finding it hard to, you know, but what was born of that is kind of this, this new way of doing business. I'm calling, I'm calling it the new business templates. And I believe that there's a percentage of us that have been tasked with bringing forward the new way to be the guardians or the stewards of business consciousness, right? And based on what you were describing, I can't help it, it, but wonder if, if you know, you're one of those people too. I'm guessing because you got tingles, right? That yeah. <laughs> that you are. So, can you share a little bit about about that business journey, like starting those companies, starting the juicy life, of course, but also starting the marketing company, and then the decisions you made, and we'll we'll kind of take it from there. Sure. And thank you. And yeah, I'm getting the truth tears. I'm like, whoa, that feels, that rings true. Um, because you do feel like you're, um, the, the lone, the lone voice sometimes saying, Hey, we don't have to do it this way anymore. And I did not see that for myself. Uh, you are looking at a former people pleaser, someone who didn't think they were codependently enmeshed. And I thought that was a dating like a toxic dating trait. I have learned so much about myself and I've come and healed so much. And so that overarching umbrella is I believe our businesses are divinely sent to us to help us heal all of the things that are up for review. And my businesses have done that time and time again. And so if I can be that conduit to say, Hey, here's how this has helped me. And here's how I have more joy. Every time I do something courageous in my integrity, I get more vitality and joy and prosperity on the other side. And that feels like a truth that is truly vibrating in my legs right now. But no one told me that no one told me business can be this incredible miracle through all the pain. Right. Mm. So yes, I got out of TV and purchased a business that was a female driven women's magazine Um, I grew it to seven times its size, seven times its reach, like just had no idea what I was doing except for the storytelling and the heart. And through that realized, Hey, these companies that want to advertise have no guidance. And my husband wanted to come home and be with our kids at night. And so he and I said, Hey, we see a need in our region for a marketing agency. Nobody was doing it. Um, you had freelancers or you had DIY, or you hired the magazine to do it for you. So we realized there's a niche. We founded a marketing agency together, grew both businesses, realized, Hey, this marketing agency is, is really tapping into what I need to do. I can grow this. I can create a lot of jobs here, help a lot of companies grow. And so I sold our magazine and that was a fabulous moment, by the way, I know you (laughs) are a powerful business creator. And I remember my husband who is my (laughs) resident cynic. (laughs) I believe he was planted in my life. So I could say, watch me. Um, he's like, you'll never Uh get that asking price. Right. And he, he just didn't believe. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get that asking price. And I, I remember holding the check to the penny of what I saw was going to happen. And I willed it into being basically and lined up with it. And so we grew our marketing agency then because I had bandwidth and it went global. And here we are just like creating jobs and having rapid success. And we found a niche in the hiring market because people had more jobs than humans to fill those jobs. And so we dug in and it was great. 
for eight years, we did wonderful things, created incredible jobs for people, got to give back to our communities in awesome ways because we had tools and resources for the nonprofits. And as time went on, I saw the need then for women who were hiring us to have a role model. Hey, they're like, what are you doing to scale? How are you still the mom you want to be? How are you still doing these community things you want to do? And I'm like, I'm piecemealing it. I'm, I'm watching a Tony Robbins video at night, or I'm going to every conference I can get my hands on and reading every book. And so I saw the need created the juicy good life, which is that women's success company, essentially. So I want to help women scale with sanity because I did burn out multiple, mm-hmm. multiple moments. I see my burnout in action. Um, but as the agency grew and as I got more and more true to myself through the juicy good life and my own healing journey, I realized, okay, I'm going to either run this marketing agency as the open-hearted entrepreneur I want to be, or I'm not going to run it. (laughs) And so it, it hit critical mass in 2021. We were too busy in 2020 to even come up for air. Uh, A lot of people had crisis communications and we were PR and crisis communications for them. And in 2021, I came up for air and I said, all right, I need help. I want to be over here helping women grow. And this company is just getting more and more like a dragon. That's just hungry all the time. And so I hired a CEO and thought that would fix it. And the energy at which we hire people matters. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was in, please take this. I don't want it energy. Um, It was a goal of mine to have a CEO. I thought it would magically fix everything. Hired full-time dedicated salesperson. My husband and I were the ones sealing all the deals. Um, Neither of those humans could possibly succeed because my energy was already withdrawing from the business. And a year later, I'm like, okay, I'm tapping out. I, I don't want this anymore. And that's not fair to all these people we employ. It's not fair to our longtime clients who invest in us. And it's not fair to me. And it's not fair to my marriage because something's going to give here and it better not be me, my kids Mm -hmm. or my marriage. And so with love and kindness, I did say, Hey, I'm not doing this anymore. And it did almost break our marriage, Mm -hmm. but I saw very clearly in the healing work I do in the spirituality that I call in every single day to my life. Like we can't, this, this structure is very old school. It's built on 80, 1980s playbooks, very patriarchal, very, even though a female was the head of it, I was in just masculine energy all day. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I have this beautiful aligned business saying, Hey, I'm over here. Come, mm-hmm. come, right. And so I did that courageous thing last spring. And I said to my husband, I am retiring from this business. You, June is my completion date. And He was not ready to hear that. His nervous system was not ready to hear that. Uh, Despite him having retired two years before, P.S. He's like, I don't want to do this. Bye. So it was one of those moments I will never forget because I did think it would break our marriage. And I think it was more just the hurt that we were no longer going to be a team Um, that mattered to him. I just saw that we were going to be a team in our life and as parents, but he was he was taking it differently. So we had to work through that, but now I'm many months out. I've gone all in on my coaching mm-hmm. and truly helping women do business differently, help, mm-hmm. help them just shed all the old conditioning 
all the old shoulds that actually just keep us broke and exhausted. And I'm like, I'll go first. It's fine. I'll go first. I'm, I'm willing to shake and be uncomfortable if it helps you and your family. And then you guys go out and help them and the ripple together will make a difference. Hmm. So here I am like uncomfortably figuring out how to build six figures, seven figures without the shoulds of what we've been so taught to do because Hmm. it just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. First, I appreciate that vulnerable share and, um, also curious when you decided to release the marketing company, did the juicy good life just naturally expand? Like did the revenue go up without any real extra effort on your part? It did. And it had been, to be honest, I think Mm -hmm. I had silently decided Mm. probably, you know, six months prior. And I have always known that the juicy good life would eclipse our marketing agency revenue. I just have always known that. And one could say, yeah, well, I created, I I went ahead and created that truth, but yes, it did. It grew Mm. and it finally gave me the bandwidth to my program was called all in. (laughs) I (laughs) Hello, Sarah. So I needed to be all in. And I believe, you know, our program names are even sent to guide us. Oh, and so sure. it gave me bandwidth then to help more women at a better, at a better investment rate, right? because before I'm like, okay, well, to get access to me, it's tens of thousands of dollars. As you know, it's, it's a premium product. And now I have bandwidth to help people at a better investment rate for them at where they are right now. And so it did grow and I'm having way more fun, way more fun which will then grow my business even more. Cause I do believe profit follows joy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I, well on the, not what we've been told, but on intuitively on the hierarchy of frequency, if we consider like joy and gratitude and all the way down to like anger and like whatever the other ones are, where would you place joy on that hierarchy? Oh, Hmm top. I mean, top. I think about when I'm witnessing a miracle and I love to find miracles everywhere. I'm like, joy is that, but it happens all the time, right? It happens Mm. you and me connecting in a world where we would have not probably connect. That's a miracle to me. Mm. And so I feel joy from that because I'm present to the miracle. And I wasn't for the first nine years of business because I was so head down in shoulds, you know, trying to hustle my way to the top. And now I'm like, gosh, I'm just wide open, cracked open for miracles. And so joy feels like it's at the tippy top. Like I can't Uh imagine bliss, I suppose, but that is joy to me. So yeah. yeah. In 2019, a group of us were, I was hosting a retreat in Vegas and we had an unexpected uh, angelic visitor, big, huge prism of white light came in the room. Like huge and all the business masterminding stopped and we just were receiving channeling for about five hours from this being and we were told a lot of things about you know what was coming in stuff but they I so we said well what do we do like what do we do and how do we be and how do we help the humans basically right because we're in that channeling moment so we're talking about humans and they said just 
just spread, just be joy and just spread joy. It's literally the greatest gift you can give to other people. It's the highest frequency on the planet. And, uh, it's, and I'm thinking as we're talking about this, because I was in joy, I was posting from such a joyful place. I'm like, how much joy can I possibly express through this body of mine? Like, I'm just going to keep focusing on that. Makes life a lot easier, right? All I got to do is figure out every day how to be joy, how to spread joy. Like that's actually a pretty easy life, right? (laughs) I mean, it's it's far less complicated than how we like to make it. And then 2020 hit. And then I got really viscerally angry on a, Mm -hmm. on a collective level. Like I would, it was a, a, I call it sacred rage where I was like, I've been here before you little buggers, like go away, you know, all that kind of stuff, which all of you have heard on this podcast. And, um, so it doesn't mean that I didn't have joy, but I could feel the heaviness of, and the magnitude of all of the various layers and the ripple effect of all of the things that were happening because we were processing so much as we know we were processing our physical health we're processing you know all of the um systems that are being dismantled and and in that i mean like systemic racism and patriarchy and like all the isms essentially and um and then we've got this other you know, we became aware of, of a bigger plan that had been running all along. And then we're reviewing our memories to my memories or my memories still real. If it was based on a lot, you know, like all the, all the things, right. So admittedly, you know, it wasn't so easy to sustain joy, but I will say this year definitely feels a lot different. I feel like this year is, is a big opening. I feel like the, like you, we were busy the first two years because everyone was, needing a lot of guidance. And that's where a lot of my more Akashic record stuff came in. 2022 was described as the WTF year. Everyone just kind of went through that year going, uh, like it was surreal. It was wobbly. Like, you know, you're laughing, right? I think we all got it. Some people did really well last year. Some people, uh, felt like anything they did just wasn't landing. And, but it, I think we started 2022 with this energy of, okay, what, bracing like what's going to happen this year Mm. and this year we're a little bit braced I think I can see that a little bit in the in this first part of the year but it does feel like there's a massive breath of fresh air I don't know if you're feeling that as well for for this year for sure um absolutely tempting absolutely tempting to buy into economic worries absolutely tempting to buy into yep why I like to just watch my stories, right? I, I'm mm-hmm. a student of Brene Brown's Dare to Lead training. And I'm like, okay, what story am I making up? And it's like, oh, I see a lot of my mentors doing live events. Does that mean things aren't selling? You know, and like just not helpful narratives. And also mm-hmm. my number one strength is strategic. And so I love to, you know, find the patterns and the clues, but it's been absolutely super tempting to buy in. And I'm like, that actually serves zero percent of my people if I'm bought into that that's makes me zero dollars and zero cents <laughs> so I'm just very like grounded in all right what is what is that I'm here to do right now with the tools mm. I have right now and so I'm like okay I can do this and I tune in to the spirit of my business and the spirit of my business is hilariously blunt with me and it's like open the dang doors already to your new program. And I'm like in resistance and in the Mm -hmm. old plan. And, but I have a, but this time and this calendars 
And it's like, open the <gasps> doors, Sarah. And I'm like, yes, got it boss. And I still resist, you know? And so I'm like, okay. So I did it. Imperfect, imperfect action for the win. <laughs> and here I am like, oh, I am supposed to help other ladies who were making up stories too. <laughs> here we are. You kind of alluded to something there, which is interesting. And I think it it kind of opens the door for the next part of this conversation, which is, you know, you have this timeline. We all do that. We have timelines for all kinds of things. Yep. 3D timelines, right? That 3D. we don't even bother intuitively connecting in with. We're just like, well, this is, someone told me that I need X amount of lead time for my thing. Someone told me this is how, how often I need to be doing my promo for my freebie. This, you know, all the things, right. I have to have my marketing calendar for 18 months in advance, like whatever the things are. Right. Mm -hmm. And those, as, as you're talking about are basically 3d uh, timelines. And so you've had this timeline in your head of this is how the business is going to progress this year. I'm going to offer this and I'm going to market it for this period of time. And then I'm going to do this and I'm going to create content here. And then I'm going to, you know, the next thing, whatever. And all of a sudden the timeline shifted. Yeah, it did. And that's not new for, we've been constantly collapsing timelines, jumping timelines, um, staying stuck in timelines. Like we're masters of timelines as humans, right? And especially in in a post-2020 world, we have been collapsing timelines out the wazoo and, and doing all the things, right? So why would that be any different in business? And yet somehow our brains... I guess tell us that it is. Oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> My brain was like, wait a minute. You have to. You said the deadline was for you have to wait until that deadline's up. And then you mm, I'm I'm doing my best to just literally throw the old playbooks out and just ask myself, like, who who am I helping if I just continue to subscribe to that? When the spirit of my business that I intuitively trust is like open the doors. <laughs> To your new thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I need it to kind of kick me in the butt sometimes because yeah, 3D Sarah is like, but we need a launch, you know, runway of this many days. Totally. Totally. Yep. I, I call it the squirm and it's <laughs> real. And if we're willing to squirm and do it anyway, we are rewarded on the other side. <laughs> that is true. Well, to that end, we were we were talking about it before we're working up to it, which is, okay, so the old way of doing business just isn't working. Mm. The old way of marketing just isn't working. We've got all of this new AI dropping on the scene mm. this year as far as on the upside, saving us a lot of time, right? And allowing us to be in more places, allowing us more omnipresence, I guess you could say. Uh, and we've got new technology we've got to learn again, not just the AI, but there's, you know, then we've got this shift in content, uh, the way content's being consumed. And we've got these, you know, people are going down TikTok rabbit holes. I have never oh, yeah. been on TikTok. Uh, and I just can't imagine. I value my time so much. I just can't imagine. It doesn't mean there aren't great things over there. And if any of you yeah. are over there, I'm sure you're creating great things. It's nothing personal. I just... Uh, I'm trying to bring less information into my energy field. I'm not trying to add more into it. And if it is, it's because I've, I've intuitively decided that I need it or want it. I should say it through my journaling or whatever I'm doing. And then I go and Google it and that's how I consume content, right? I'm not just randomly letting people pour into my consciousness. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stealthy about the stewardship of my consciousness, but all that to say, we're seeing, 
a, a shift in how content's being consumed, how long the content is, how people want it delivered, in, uh, increased use of technology to, to do that and create that. And then all this other AI stuff like the chat GBT yeah. and various things, which I'm not even using that, but I'm investing in the pre-IPO of that company. That's more where my head goes like, okay, this is going to be a thing. And I know it's probably owned, but you know, you kind of have to play the system to beat the system. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and I think, you know, I can even say I had someone that I wanted to hire recently and she kept trying to push a sales call. I'm like, I don't need a sales call. I don't want a sales call. The last thing I want to do is be on a phone call yet again. Uh, I've already decided I want to give you my money, but if you don't want it, like, honestly, it's okay. I'm telling you, I'm not giving you an hour of my time knowing that, you know, like you and yeah. I would, would be, you know, elated to have clients like us, right. Just saying, oh, yeah. Hey, here's the money. I don't need a call. I've already decided, but the timeline says, this is my process. I market this thing. And then someone applies for a call and I read them my script and I work them through all their sales objections because I'm already expecting them to have sales objections and then, and then, and then, right? So, so what are you seeing that isn't working anymore? Yeah. Distractions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to label it all distractions. So I am acutely aware. So I know you do a little bit of human design. What my incarnation cross is the cross of the alpha. And I am here to ensure the safety of the pack. And that's not like Sarah's going to just dominate you all the time. No, it's literally like survival of uh, the pack. Uh. Our, our clients need to have resources. And so I see too many women speaking of rabbit holes, learning and not earning. And I love to learn. I love to learn, but the earning is what ensures that the wheels turn on the bus. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I'm like, I've had to watch my energy. I've been in begging energy for a little bit. My 10 year old actually called me out on it. Cause I'm the coach of her basketball team. She's like, uh -huh. I said, what does it sound like when I'm on, you know, hollering stuff to you guys, does it sound like mean or encouraging? She goes, mom, you sound like you're begging. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that unlocks so much for me because I feel the same way about women earning I'm like, please, please don't, don't distract yourself anymore. So back to the main question, look, I know the possibilities are endless. Having owned a marketing agency, it's like the shoulds are endless. And now chat GPT is, yeah, sure. Lots of really helpful applications, but at the end of the day, human energy will cut through the noise and that's what I'm doing. And that's what I want to really encourage my clients to do that if Chat GPT gets part of it done. Great. Sure. Do it. As long as you are happy, healthy, joyful, earning, things are going well, do all of it. If things mm -hmm. aren't going well, which is usually when they come to me or they're not feeling joy, I have multiple million dollar business owners who are coming to me, not for the teach me how to run a business, but like, help me have joy through this whole thing. What am I doing? And I'm like, look, just come back to what is, what is it you are here to do your true mission, your like, what gets you out of bed in the morning. And that's the energy that will cut through all the, the stuff we're offered throughout our day. Right. The, uh -huh. the chat GPT. That's great. If I have a client who's like, Sarah, I want to use this. Cool. Why? How does it help your people? Are you still going to get what you need to get done so that you are in service and receiving cash? <laughs> And then we're fine. But 
I just, I find myself having lower and lower tolerances for distractions and noise. Mm -hmm. And I also, as a journalist, trained journalist, I'm like, okay, copyright only covers human created stuff. So if you're filling your website full of chat GPT stuff, you don't own it because copyright has to come from your human created self. And so there's a lot of implications that will take years to catch up to, but for now it's like, Oh, what if we just, what if we just energetically keep attracting the humans we're here to serve? And we can do that on a big scale, um, in ways that you just don't even see possible because you're caught up in well, I better hire an agency to handle my AI now. Right. Uh And so I know it's like the biggest rebel coming off the agency world and having made millions from people hiring us to do those things, but we were always in our integrity about it. Like, Hey, you don't need this stuff. The owners are like, well, how about a billboard? I'm like, yeah, if you just want to look at yourself going down the highway, cool, but it doesn't actually accomplish your goal. So know your intention behind it is my advice always. What is the purpose? Does it serve the purpose or is it a, I'm cool and trendy purpose, right? Uh, And just leave the ego out of it. Does it make sense for you energetically, financially, and from a business point of view? That's yeah, I'm, I'm so with you on that. So we know that the distractions aren't working. Yeah. Cause there's a plethora of information out there. Right. And, and we can get into comparisonitis and all the things. And just for, for those of you that have just popped in, you know, we're Sarah mentioned about uh, business being the thing that we call in to help us heal our stuff. So that's why we're spending time just in case the the dots aren't connecting. We're talking about the consciousness of business because it is an extension of our consciousness. And it is, I believe, I believe there's three main, well, four main healers, uh, money, business, body, and relationship. Those are the, if we're going to get stuck in one, in one area and spend our whole life being in that, I've got to figure this out. I suck at this. I've got to figure it out kind of a thing. It's going to be one of those, those areas, but money, of course, I, I believe for everyone, even if you have money, right. It's, it's one of those things. But I have said the same thing. And, you know, recently I had, you were talking about some of the, the awarenesses that you had for business and like the, the healer that, that it's brought in. And uh, I recently had some, some downloads as well. Um, I, I sent out an offer. I saw I'm hosting a retreat to Palm Springs, a business mastermind. And I'm ho- hosting it. Well, we're starting it off at a wolf sanctuary to activate our pack leadership. Right. Oh. And uh and so it's for, for multi-six and seven-figure earners to come together and really have that pack leader initiation uh, for this new paradigm that we're stepping into, among other things, right? It's obviously going to be a lot of fun and we're going to, you know, create amazing profit plans and stuff. And, um, but anyway, so I sent it to a list of about, I would say 15 people and I don't, I don't even have room for, I, I would say 12 people tops, right? So I had a few registrations come in right away, but the people that I, cause I see people, right? I I'll see if someone's actually truly meant to be there. That doesn't mean they have to be, but you get it. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, so there was a few people I'm like, I know they're supposed to be there. And I feel like they know they're supposed to be there. And the price point isn't at all. Like it, it's very, very reasonable. So it can't be that what it, what's going on. And then I, and then later that day, I was like, oh, I've got a few friends that I've made locally and they keep saying they're too busy, right? They keep saying they want to get together, but then they're too busy. 
to socialize, but yet I see them posting pictures of them socializing, which is totally cool. They, they were friends with these people before, but that was another tick. And I'm sharing this for a reason, right? Just in case it pops for anyone. And then uh, I, I don't remember what else happened, but I, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to write in my journal because this thing is nagging at me, right? So I'm just going to go into stream of consciousness, write in my journal. And, uh, and I just started like, I, and I get, you know, I purposely get mad in it. Like what the hell, right. To try and bring up the energy. And then all of a sudden I'm writing very stream of consciousness. No one wants to hang out with me. And that popped. And then it took me back to grade seven when all of us get nasty with each other. I, I can't, I know most people on the planet will have had a similar experience where, you know, the night before I'd think everything was fine. I'd go to school the next day and people weren't talking to me. Now, I wasn't the only person this happened to, but of course that created some trauma. And I've seen how that's impacted me in business, but it was so loud, vibrationally loud on these papers last week, right? When I was journaling that I thought, oh, this is this is going to be a game changer. This is a paradigm shifting thing because if I'm holding an unconscious belief that's that anchored that no one wants to hang out with me, then that means anything I market is going to be that much harder to you know fill and all the things, right? And I know I'm not alone in some variation of this, right? Where And the truth is, like even just the, the real truth of that situation is people did want to hang out with me. They were just a different group of people that wanted to hang out with me, right? I have other friends that make me a priority, right? That's okay that I'm not their priority. I don't need to, but you get what I'm saying, right? But, it, and then I was like, and money doesn't want to hang out with me. Well, and it's not true. I uh, have a lot of abundance in my life. But we all know this, regardless of your money story, right? There's always going to be another layer. But it was the the business offer that activated that thing that already needed to be healed, to your point, right? And so for those of us that are life-minded, for those of us that have a growth mindset, we're just always going to be curious about that stuff. We are actually probably more eager, I think, to lean into those gritty bits than we are into the, oh, let's create and let's plan mm -hmm. and, you know, yes. like that's fun. But weirdly, we kind of like that. Okay, what are you showing me next? Where's my next growth edge? Like, what? where's the stagnation coming from, right? How come this thing isn't moving the way that I expected it would? Yes. Oh, you speak perfectly to the whole point. I love that. And that is a, and I'm sorry, also like witnessing the seventh grade you, just this is so true. Our old stuff that we had that one split second decision or that one moment in junior high. That is very common in my clients, by the way, mm. when we get to the root of it, which does not take long because spidey sense is on. It's like, wow, they, they can hardly believe it. That mm -hmm. something in ninth grade is driving the bus of their business. Yeah. You bet it is. Or that, mm -hmm. that look your dad would give you right. That, that sends the unworthiness signal to your nervous system. It's, it's everything. And truly when we can lean into that, you can watch your business just soar if you're willing to heal it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a yeah. whole nother eight day podcast we can do. <laughs> okay. When are we going to start recording it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But truth, right? Like this is the stuff. Yeah. This it's not about if you use AI or not. It's truly like you finding that moment where it yeah. was calling for you to love it and heal mm -hmm. it and review it. And mm -hmm. it's, that's beautiful, Jennifer. I love that. Thank you.
So I know we have to wrap up soon, but before we go, what is what are one or two sort of big, I don't want to say trends, that's not really a word that I like, but where do you, I guess the one or two big areas that you see business consciousness moving into Mm -hmm. in a post-2020 world? Well, we've talked about one of them and that is truly shedding, in my world, I call them the shoulds. Like Mm -hmm. literally, if I were to visualize it, I would take this, take this off, this, um, shawl thing that I'm wearing, right? That's how I envision us as female business owners Mm -hmm. and leaders. Um, I can't speak to the male paradigm, but it's like us shedding that old should skin of what we have been taught looks and feels like success. It's just going to be so unique. And I think on a cellular level, it's going to be showing itself to us as business owners, like, Oh, this is why my, what, why I invented dog paw spray or what, you know, <laughs> we will eat. I have a client who invented dog paw spray. Okay. <laughs> so she will be shown like, Oh, okay. And so for us to give ourselves permission to shed that, I think that will be a huge new business paradigm. And the next thing would be to be unapologetically yourself. And that's where the healing is calling for. Um, because we were not necessarily given permission to be ourselves. In fact, I mean, just think about all the ways you hear in, even Mm -hmm. as your middle-aged self, how you are too much or not enough Mm -hmm. every single day since you were born. And so for us to start to embrace that, I think that's where we will find new levels of success and joy, that joy we're looking for which then leads to the business success because we have energy for it because we're ourselves and we've taken off the mask of whatever has been just weighing us down for too long. So weightlessness, I think would be the, the overall umbrella weightlessness in our being. I feel like we'll just unlock new levels of joy for us because shed the shoulds have more joy. And this is our one precious life. So, so the goal then cool. is, is physical and <laughs> metaphorical levitation then. Oh, there you go. I haven't <laughs> experienced that, but someday, someday, someday we'll create it. But just that, I think the weightlessness of, of spirit and being, because it already is, we just have weighed it down for so long. Yeah. I am so with you on that. I think the too much, not enough continuum is, is probably what drives the shoulds, right? Because we're, that's so painful to live in that we're like, how do I need to be in the world? So everyone likes Mm -hmm. me and, and, you know, everyone accepts me. Well, Sarah, we could talk forever. And I know we're going to have you have you back on to talk about the the more nitty gritty of the business stuff. And we'll do that over on the seven figure club podcast to talk about, you know, scaling a business, selling a business, that kind of thing, because that information is going to be super helpful over there. But we've so appreciated the uh, the business consciousness talk over here and hearing all your stories and feeling your energy and so on. And I know for those of you listening, you can feel that too. And if you're wanting to continue chatting with Sarah and learning from her, she actually has an ebook and video workshop that uh, we are going to put in the show notes. It's called the Juicy Good Life uh, free ebook, but the link will be a little complicated to to call out on the show. So we'll put it in the show notes for you. So make sure that you look for those when you're um, listening to this episode and you'll be able to claim that. But Sarah, where else can people find you? You know, since I am a should free lady, I am still on Facebook, everybody. That's my favorite place. Yeah. I hope to be, I hope to be cool and be where the cool kids are, you know, but I think the cool kids are on Facebook. 
totally. call it my front, my front porch. So the juicy good oh. life on Facebook is my front porch. It's where you're going to get truly that messy, messy millionaire story, right? Where you, some days I might be crying. Some days I'm in joy. Some days I'm looking at a porcupine in my backyard that I found. So you just oh. never know, but it all leads back to business growth. So I would love to invite you over there. Truly. I feel like the porcupine. porcupine is a whole story. It's, <laughs> a, it's alive though. Yeah. He just, oh, he's like a, he's a yeah. pet porcupine. He is not a pet, but he sure was. I manifested him. I'm like, I'd love to see it in a live porcupine God. And one day I finally found him and his name's Ralphie and he's the cutest pudgiest thing ever. And that's the kind of stuff I'll share with you on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> I know. There you go. So random. So <laughs> follow random. Ralphie, the porcupine over yes. on Sarah. Don't follow Sarah. Just follow <laughs> just Ralphie. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's been so great to chat with you and to all of you. Thanks for being here. We look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.